0: Until I make real and it's... Hi everybody, welcome to Mentorship Monday with Michelle and Marin. and we would like to first of all say thank you so much to the new subscribers that are here. If you don't know who we are, we are Michelle and this is Marin. and we come to you every Monday with Mentorship Monday and we talk about everything spiritual. We talk about paranormal experiences. We talk about love. We talk about changes, spiritual support, and we talk about mediumship and all that goes with mediumship, which is just a great big caboodle of everything. So how you doing, Marin? Happy New Year to you. This is our first recording.
1: Happy New Year to you too! It feels good to be back. It feels so it good to see your face again. Yes, it it's does. It does stories. I miss you? <laughs> I know I yeah. missed you too. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. I feel like I've it's got. It's so weird
0: having a break for a couple of weeks. That was that was weird. It was weird because I was like, was really I felt like weird. I was. Yeah, I missed. It felt like I was in weird.
1: like a time warp or something. Like yeah. the days just seemed to like roll into the next and I didn't know what day yeah. was what and it yeah. was a lot.
0: Yeah. And you know, um I said a little bit this about this to you before we came on camera. But this holiday season for myself was um very eye opening for me. Um like I feel a lot of changes in my family, a lot of changes in me. And um we had a lot of stuff happen, like just and not huge stuff. Just like things like our furnace blew and our uh, dishwasher quit, and and like these are things that are fairly new. You know, it was all happening all within a couple days. That started just before the holidays, and then <clears throat> we started to, um, you know, things just got really busy. Everybody had some kind of situation that they needed help with, like meaning my children, my own family. So it was like this continuous movement, always moving. Something's always going on. And what I really, um, and, I, and I'm happy about it because, well, one, we made it through and we're here and we're okay. But two, I feel like I really had an opportunity to practice what I preached more than ever over this last little while. And it taught me mm-hmm. a lot more about myself. I feel like I've opened up another part of myself, you know, to really um, like more love for myself. Because what I found was I was challenged at really being more compassionate with myself, with really looking at the expectations that I'm putting on me and where I'm so much easier on other people not being so easy on myself and i could really see that so i could really see where in the past Mm -hmm. you know where did these things come from where did i start doing these things where did i get these habits from what habits have i passed on to my kids like just like a deepening a deeper understanding but also the opportunity with some of these situations that may have created a lot of um like chaos you know like chaos in the family and because we're dealing with so many different personalities and we had company here and without getting into the whole story about what went on it was just a great opportunity for me to really observe for me to really stop and really look at how I'm feeling what do I need what where does my attention need to be you know um so it was it was a good experience Um we're definitely in a better place. I mean, our furnace is working great. Our dishwasher is working great. Like everything's fixed. Everything's great, but yeah. I feel stronger. I feel better, you know, and I'm really ready to embrace this new year because I just feel, feel like I've been gifted with this sense of energy that I was yeah. really looking for. And I didn't know I was looking for, but I feel gifted yeah. with like a new, like a renewed sense of, uh, of strength. So anyway, that's my little bit of how the holidays were.
1: (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. I'm so glad you were able to see the lessons in all of it and come out stronger, both, you know, in the physical with your new washer or dishwasher and furnace. Is that right? but then also like come out stronger emotionally too. That's amazing. Yes.
0: Well, it's not only with myself, but when we talk about integration, so I feel that it's been um, because, you know, one of my daughters has been having a spiritual awakening. Um, We're all in different stages of our journey and we all have a sense of awareness. Um, So it's really navigating where we are and for myself navigating where I am and really uh, integrating that with my family. Because I know many of us that are watching understand that our family can be in a very different place. Most of us are, you know, the the people Mm -hmm. around us are not walking through the exact same journey as us, or maybe don't understand what we're working on within us. And even though we can try to explain it, it may be something that's not understood, even if they wanted to, um, because we're just in different places. So this really felt good coming into the new year, because I felt like a lot of the challenges that we've been through as a family, that we're really working together as a team more than ever. Yeah, And that was really, really good. That was a, a real, absolute gift in all of this.
1: So what do you do? How do you, because I'm like thinking I had definitely had challenges over uh, winter break as well, but I don't know if I went as internal with you as you did for the answers. Like, I feel like I got caught up in the physical with everything and then the spiritual just kind of fell flat. So mm-hmm. what did you do to not get caught up in all of that and still be able to stay grounded and? understand practice. the physical lessons practice, practice because
0: mm-hmm. because this point and even me saying this has taken many years right so we think about the start of the start of my journey so when I say the start I mean the awareness that yes yeah. something's happening um that of course started within me and started to expand out to my family members over you know a course of time but um there would be, and I want to say this as, you know, over this last year, we'll just give an example. Um, There were times where I would get caught up in the story of what was happening, you know, Mm -hmm. and I would catch myself, but sometimes the reaction would come out and I'd stop afterwards and go, wait a minute. So especially when we become engaged with others that are coming from a completely different place and outside of my family, even like extended family, that um, I I found that I was being more observant with others. So in my own immediate family, that's where it got a little loosey goosey at times. So coming into this holiday season, um, I would say that it's really because I've been internally working on it for some time, but I had to let go of and this came before this holiday, had to let go of the responsibility, meaning I can't take on the reaction of my kids. I can't take on the reaction of my husband. I can't mm. take on the reaction of my parents. Like they're, they are individuals, but I've been practicing a great deal with being able to understand where they're coming from by spending time and going through like for my kids why are these behaviors present why are they there and rather looking at it as a I wish this would stop or I don't know how to deal with it anymore it's been a continuous well where did it come from because that's what I had to do with myself in my own family looking at well why am I like this Where did that Mm -hmm. come from? And not in a way of blaming other people or blaming situations or anything else like that, but really understanding as human beings, looking at every individual as a human being and not as a judgment. And that's really what it comes down to is that I'm not going to judge the situation. I'm not going to judge the person. I'm not going to judge myself because Mm. our critical eye, comes truly whether we're consciously aware of it or not it comes from judgment of ourselves and expectations of ourselves that we placed and when we and i read this somewhere um just a few weeks ago that we have a tendency of putting up uh emotional oh what do we call them um putting up glass walls of expectation around everything and it's like jumping yeah. through hoops that we didn't know existed. And we set those up for other people when we're not aware. And when other people yes. don't meet those expectations or they're not giving back what we feel we put in, then we start. Or when to we're not, not meeting those to.
1: expectations. That's yeah.
0: right. That's right. So it's really being aware of what's being projected why is it being projected? Mm -hmm. Why is this person's reaction coming at me? Because my intention is not that. Like it's really, that's where a lot of communication issues come up because as much as, and, and for myself, as much as I'm intuitive and my kids have a hard time maybe lying to me at times, because I can always, I maybe don't know the answer of what's going on, but I can feel And I can tell Mm -hmm. when the lie is present. I can tell when the truth is not being given to me. And so, you know, I have to be careful with that because I don't want to take that and take away the experience of other family members in my house because that can come off as I'm walking like I know everything. And... What does that create? That creates a sense of my children feeling like they can't do anything right, or they don't know anything, or Mm -hmm. they're not confident in their own feelings and decisions. So it's been a real buildup. So as I'm saying this about this holiday, it's that continuous practice. And this is why practicing with understanding ourselves, really getting to the depth of our beliefs is an important thing to do throughout the year. Because when things happen, when holidays come about, when we gather with groups of people, you know, when we're on a break and our kids are home all the time, things come up in your face. And when you have been able to go down that path of really looking within yourself, really understanding yourself, Mm -hmm. it becomes easier as your vibration rises, you expand, it becomes easier to really see the connection that we have with Mm -hmm. everyone. It becomes very easy to see when I can see love within myself, when I can see love within myself, and when I can feel love within myself, it's very easy to see that with other people. It's much easier to have patience, but it's also really important to have boundaries and discernment and to know when something is not okay, but we still don't have to take it on. And that is practice, just like with our mediumship and everything. We have to be able to understand it and and be with it and walk through it and practice it to get better at it. And that's really what it is. So I, I, that's why I said I felt very proud and very grateful because I feel like all of that work, you know, mm-hmm. of really being with myself and understanding myself and also being okay with You know, this is maybe how I feel today, but maybe my beliefs will change,
1: you know, Mm -hmm. because
0: they do. And the only thing that never changes is our ability to change. (laughs) That's really it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's my answer. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, my gosh, there is definitely so much to digest there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's true. I I do think that this winter break, I um, noticed some changes with how my family supports each other and helps each other and how we deal with conflict. So I I think we're growing and I'm noticing it a little bit, but I still feel like, yeah, I get caught up in just the chaos of it all you know and
0: yeah yeah Yeah. it's not really a walk of perfection right it really isn't because that's this is what we're here for the adversity within relationships because really everything is about relationships Everything mm-hmm. is about relationships, the relationship with ourselves, the relationship with our partners, or significant others, with our family, with our friends, with our jobs, with the relationship, with what we feel our identity is, like who we think we are, like everything is about relationships. So when we are able to really deconstruct the relationships to a point of being able to say, okay, this is how I feel about this. This is what I like about this. This is, you know, um, what I feel I would like to see change. But we also have to remember that putting change on other people's, like putting change on, say, if I were to say to my husband, um, I need you to change this behavior so that I can change how I feel. So I feel different. That doesn't work. Right. So when we put a condition on somebody else as they need to do this for us to change that just will never work that will be a perpetual cycle of frustration because that's not how it happens change has to come from within the self so unconditional love is saying I'm okay with the fact that I'm frustrated with this situation with this, whatever it is, what my husband mm-hmm. is packing the dishwasher backwards. Actually it's me that does that. But anyway, my husband is packing the dishwasher backwards and um, it, it really frustrates me. And I hate when I have to unload it, how everything I look at it and it's not washed properly. Mm-hmm. I need him to change that. Well, how about I look at that and say, well, right now i know that he's doing something his acts of service or acts of love come through acts of service in doing these things for me so i'm going to appreciate the act that he did it he did it to help and i'm going to look at myself at the frustration that i feel because i'm projecting frustration on something that he is doing and so i need to go back inside myself and say okay I could be okay with being frustrated and then work on why, why is that issue such a problem for me? Because it's probably coming from somewhere else. That
1: makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and it's kind of like what you're saying before you're letting the love flow. Like you're not putting up those walls of the glass walls of expectations and you're letting his, that's I just posted that on, um, on my Instagram. Um, You have to be willing to be willing to receive the love that you are given. If you put those glass walls of expectation up, then you're not going to receive that love. You're going to be frustrated about it's not the right way or it's not this. But when you can let the judgment go and just receive,
0: yeah. I thought about something. I was watching a movie over the holidays, and um, there was this one part in the movie. I can't remember what movie it was, but. There's one part of the movie that um, they were talking about love and relationships and the girl was saying, you know, this is the way I always dreamed love to be because I watched all those movies I watched and I thought about that and I thought about myself in my own relationships and I had a very romanticized view of what love was. So Mm -hmm. growing up, I saw love as being courted, as flowers and kindness and romance and all of those types of things. And it seems almost kind of um, primitive the way I look at it now, not that there's anything wrong with any of that. But for myself, I thought, wow, that's a belief that I adopted as a very young child that this is what love is. This is what relationships look like. So I had looked through other relationships and thought to myself, I felt a sense of rejection when somebody didn't provide me with those same types of acts or those same behaviors. And yet I was maybe being given love in so many other different kinds of ways, but I wouldn't allow myself to receive it because I had built an unconscious expectation of what I thought love should be. And you see, that's not something that really we walk around with this uh, explanation of what we believe love is and everything. It just grows through us based on what Mm -hmm. we see and feel in the relationships that we have. So we build these ideas within us and we forget too that, other people, or I had forgotten, that other people think very differently than I do, right? So we have to remember that because we see things one way, because we believe things one way, there are so many different ways of being and receiving. So it was kind of like this little thought that came into me while I was watching this movie and I thought it was so interesting. Because my belief about love at 18 years old or 19 years old is so different today because love is so much more, so much more expansive and love comes in so many different forms. But the one thing I didn't do was I looked for love coming from somebody else. I didn't work on love coming from within me. And so that's why I wasn't able to recognize it in other ways because I wasn't recognizing it within myself. So I was just pushing it away when it would show up
1: for me. Wow. Yeah. 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 Loving yourself first is so important. And, you know, it's funny, there are like, cause you're, you pointed to such like outwardly signs of love, like flowers and whatnot, gifts And you can and but it's like when you have self love, it really is more internal, which is I feel the way you're uh, valuing or you know, viewing the love that you have now. And I guess you can do self love externally, like you have self care days and things like that. Of course. Yes. Yes. But it is such a internal belief and view of yourself, which is Yes. And it's funny you said, you know, and I I think I do struggle with like like you were saying, like knowing that other people view things differently than you. But I'm almost like so acutely aware that other people view things differently than me that I almost disregard my own views. Like I don't hold space yes. for myself and my views. Yeah. And I um yeah, I just don't hold it. and I, I think about the um I had a partner that told me I needed to stomp on the ground and grow my root chakras. And I think about that, how I need to stimulate my, my root chakra so that to hold space for myself. Um, and I feel like that and holding space for myself, self-care, all of that. I, um, I got, um, a flare up of perioral dermatitis over winter break Mm -hmm. and, I kind of had to go within as far as like why it flared up. And of course it was Christmas. So I'm sure Christmas, but you talk about too, like the, um, the like invisible walls of expectation. Well, you know, I was so stressed before Christmas and you know, everybody's like, why? I'm like not traveling. I don't have family coming into town. I'm not hosting anything. We have people over on Christmas day, but it's not like, it's very casual. I wear yeah. I wear my Christmas PJs all day, you know? Yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so you know, the majority of my Christmas shopping was done. But why was I so stressed? And it's because I had these invisible walls. I'm like, I have to make sure that my Christmas is perfect for my family and my kids, and you know what I mean? And I think, and I just didn't care about myself or my needs, um, but those invisible walls like really didn't let the love flow. And mm. um you know created this which is what I've been dealing with all winter break so yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah and it's a process like um you know when you were just saying about um like how do I how do I get through these moments of of honoring myself because I know just what you're saying being so acutely aware and being so acutely aware of what other people are feeling and the needs of others. So mm-hmm. um, for me, for myself, because I understand that very much. And I think my development um, long before I even understood what the word empath meant or anything else like that, my development of that came from uh, being very sensitive and going through experiences uh, through school and uh, with bullying, with um, um, being in that fight or flight feeling, like being in that, having to protect myself. And I would really practice every day without realizing it, what's going on, what's happening, What's what are the needs, like trying to jump in and take care of things so that I was protecting myself and making sure no one was mad at me. No one was angry with me. I was being the best person, best friend, best student, best kid, daughter that I could possibly be, Mm -hmm. so that no one had a reason to find fault in me. Mm -hmm. And what was happening was it was me that was criticizing myself. And so I'm paying attention to everything on the outside, every little subtle anything. And if I thought I could jump in and save it, I would. And I did that right up until having cancer. I did that in my own family. I stood and mediated family members, like wanted to step in and like, you know, family members are unhappy with each other. Well, I'm going to make it okay. I'm going to talk to each of them, even though I was exhausted doing it. And I'm taking all the, you know, in the middle, but I'm going to make everything work. I'm going to make everything happen and taking on that role was disregarding myself all the time and like I talk about the cookies right I've told this story before about accepting the oatmeal raisin cookies when I didn't like them and I really wanted chocolate chip so I took the oatmeal cookies for like years and years and years but that's a perfect example of the things that we do whether it's on a small scale or on a big scale as being empaths as people pleasing and how do we honor ourselves well that truly does come from being willing like taking that awareness and being willing to really look at what is important to us and there are some days even now where i get up and say what are my priorities today what are the things that need to happen for me to function best and then if a curveball comes in and changes that around like we have a power outage and everything's in the house, and I'm not able to do my sessions, or I'm not like something like that comes up, my priorities might kind of shift and what I need, but I still am in touch with myself. What do I need? Because I know that by taking care of those things within myself, it's going to be better to get through everything else that comes towards me. But when there is a lot of stuff going on, when there's a lot of chaos going on, there are some times where we and I don't know if sacrifice is the best word, but there are some times where we do sacrifice a need in a way because it is good for all. Right? So there are times where um I'm trying to think of an example, like um if we're always sacrificing our needs all the time, then then that's different. But it's finding this balance. Like if the majority, like, say you have a group of people and you're trying to decide what toppings to get on your pizza, right? Well, obviously, if you have an allergy, you're going to make sure that you speak up and say, Well, I'm allergic to this, rather than saying, Well, I just won't have any. I just yeah. Won't have any, right? Because that would be, and I mean, use that applicable to any kind of situation. I just won't go. Or no, you guys do this, you I'll, are I'll that.
1: Yeah, that makes me so sad because I know there's people that say that, you know, yeah. and, yes. you, and you have to, you have to speak up for yourself. And it's so funny, so, or not so funny, but coincidentally, the one thing she told me, my partner who did the body scan and told me to cheat, do the root chakra, she was saying, I really needed to do self care. And she said, you know what self care is? Sometimes self care comes as a sacrifice of someone else. And sacrifice someone else. And so it's like, right. Sometimes you do have to put yourself first. And okay, so-and-so that really liked, you know, I don't know, peppers. Well, I'm allergic to them. So sorry, pepper person. Or, you know.
0: That's right. And then, and that next step would be, well, if pepper person started to complain and moan or got all upset, not taking on that. So can we hold the awareness of knowing whether someone's verbalizing it or not? Can we hold the awareness to know that somebody is upset with us or annoyed with us because of something that is important to us and our needs? Can we still exist with them with knowing this and not taking it on or not trying to fix it? Because it comes down to when we express our needs, and it's very important to put our needs forward, especially like I'm allergic to peppers, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna go into some kind of shock or you know, have a swollen mouth because you have to have peppers, or I'm not gonna skip dinner because you have to have peppers, right? But if that person decides that they want to give the silent treatment, or we know that they're not happy with us we have to be okay with them having their feelings. That's their right. We also well, have we did, to know that it's not about
1: us. Yes. And you said something earlier that you were like, "I've we've moved beyond or I'm feeling like I'm healing because you're like, I'm recognizing that they're having these emotions and I'm not holding these emotions. And I feel like when you said that, you were talking about like, yes, if someone's aggravated, you're not holding that nervousness that, oh my yes. gosh, someone's aggravated with me. You're just releasing yes. and letting go. And yes. so, well, you're holding space for yourself. And and...
0: That's right. And, and like when we talk about this with our own children, when we're talking about this in our own family, because it's a little different dynamic when we are, um, you know, in our day-to-day contact with the outside world, or with the extended family, it becomes a different situation when it's actually in our own camp. It's right in our own home and with our children because we're walking this line of discernment between not taking on and doing for our children, allowing our children to feel expressed to be. But then where does guidance step in? Like, How do we guide through that? And and honor ourselves. And that's again where sacrifice comes in. Well sometimes we do sacrifice to guide them through something. And and that's part of being the parent too.
1: So I have to tell you about my morning. And this okay. is why I've just completely failed for taking care of myself. So um I feel like over this winter break, you know they say everyone has an invisible string that's connected to one another. I feel like our string has shortened. Between me and my family. (laughs) So this morning I get up early before everyone else. Take the dog out. And I'm like, everyone's still sleeping. I'm going to go downstairs and journal and connect and me time, self-care. All the things we're talking about. Literally. Two minutes later. One child comes in. Two minutes after that. The next child comes in. One minute after that. The dog comes in with his little piggy <laughs> that he wants me to throw for him. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's barking at me if I don't throw it. And the other one's lighting my candles and playing with my crystals. And the other one's sitting in my lap. And then five minutes later, my husband comes in with his coffee. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you, I just, you know, I love it, though. Yes. But I. Yes. To you know, and I didn't. I let them all hang out, and
0: but but is that a, is that a fail though? Is that a fail? Because I don't feel that is a fail, and I'll tell you why. Because in that moment, okay, so you didn't get the time that you had wanted for yourself. That you had that moment. So it's important that you make that time and express that, that time. So the next time that it happens, express so. Hey, like the next time, mom just needs a half an hour, or mom just needs an hour, and kind of laying that groundwork. And that's part of also practicing with flow because yeah, you did have that time, but that was what became the priority. And truly, our relationships with like our number one job is the relationships and the the family. The what we are doing in our day-to-day life that is our spiritual walk so expressing our needs would be putting that in like i'm going to set the intention that i'm going to take the first hour in my morning and this is what it's going to be and i'm going to let everybody know that in whatever way that works because that doesn't always work easily for everybody but i'm going to let everybody know that so that when that time comes if that doesn't get honored then I can say, hey, do you remember, I just need 45 minutes. I just need a half an hour. And that's not always easy to do. And I'll tell you, in my own household, um, I at this point, it's better because I have my own space. But when I first started, I did not have my own space. I had a bedroom, a laundry room. I was, you know, having to shut doors, hang signs, doing whatever I needed to do just to give myself a little bit of space.
1: And sometimes Mm -hmm.
0: that meant hopping in my truck and going for a drive down to the park and sitting there for an hour if I really needed it and couldn't get it. So it's like, what is non-negotiable for you? And it doesn't mean, like, flow means it may not work out in the moment that I have set it for. But I know it's still something that I need. So I'm going to set the intention to create that. And that's where we can also connect with our angels, our guides. Help me. Help me. Help my family help me be able to create some space today where I have an hour to meditate alone.
1: That's so funny. So then, um, that, um, my partner said that, um, I needed to write down. It's so funny that you said that, that our spirit family is so willing to help us. Our angels are so willing to help us. Everybody's so willing to help us. We just have to write down what we need help with. (laughs) And she was like, you have a long list of things you need help with. I'm like, I do. Okay. Um, I do. And um, so write them down. So that's what I did. And I think those were some of the things like help me find time to yes. Yes. meditate. Help me find time for me. Help me find, yeah. um, what did I say? Yeah. Help me, help me stay in creative flow. Help me yes. to heal others. So hopefully they'll. Yeah help
0: me with that my biggest thing has been delegation that's really what I've been working on is delegation like um you know there's certain things that I wouldn't let other people in the household do because I felt like I like laundry right it's like no I, I like to do the laundry because I held on to that one for a long time because I was like no I'm very specific about it and I I'm very specific with how I do colors and all those things and it would start to pile up, you know? And I'm like, okay, like I have this whole system where I'm like running laundry before a session and throwing it in and trying to get it done. we've got a big family and a lot of laundry that's going through all the time. So eventually um, it was coming to my attention from my guides that Michelle, you really need to let some of these things go and be okay with if a shirt comes out with a a different colored sock or something like you need to be okay with that stuff and let them learn because you're taking away their ability to feel like they're capable of doing it and i'm like hmm, that's true because we have to really look at where our control or where our ego steps in and says no i'm going to do this i'm, I'm going to take on all these things and sometimes the things that we need help with it it's not that we don't want other people to help us with it it's easier for us to do it sometimes it can be more complication trying to explain it to somebody else so that's something that i've really worked on and i'm proud to say that other people help me with laundry now and with cooking with all kinds of things that i had taken on all on my own and um even with like role reversals, like um, with my husband, you know, having him do some of the things that society would think that, no, the husband needs to be this way, needs to be going and going out, and doing this and doing that. And then the female does, has more domesticated chores. That's like a very old archaic system, but it exists in many households. Now, if it works in a household, then awesome. If that's the way it works and everybody's happy, then there is nothing wrong with that. But if you're in a household where, you know, the roles are reversed or different people do different things, it's learning to work together in whoever is in whatever place and sacrifices need to be made by everybody. But my goodness, I have seen more than ever that uh, my kids have shown me where my ego is more than I have ever seen. They do reflect that back to me and really show me where I need to let go, let go of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's all part of part of all of this. You know, our ego is all tied up in it and ego is not a bad thing. It's just something that we need to transcend, that we need to have it so it is working with us, not against us.
1: Yes. And I feel like we're out of time, but I think the ego is such a good topic. And something that we really should discuss because I think it puts up so many unneeded obstacles in our way when we are kind of bound to our ego. And um, I was talking about the ego with a friend this week, and um, it's kind of come up a lot. And it kind of even had nuances in this too, with um, just the flow, letting letting flow happen. So I would love to talk about that with you. Yeah, um, that's a good one. That's a really good Absolutely. one. Absolutely. We will have a part two. I don't know. We'll yeah. see.
0: We should do a part two. Yeah. yeah. So, well, here we are 2024. I hope that actually, I don't hope I know that this year is better than ever. And I hope for each and every one of us, whatever it is that we are working through, May we do it with so much love and compassion for ourselves so that we can continue to spread that out to all those around us. Because that really is the inside job is what helps the rest of the world. It always comes from inside. So Mm -hmm. I wish love and compassion for each and every one of you. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Michelle. And happy new year, everyone. It's so good to be back. And see your comments, and I hope everyone <laughs> had a wonderful, restful uh break in New Year. Yes, absolutely.
0: All right, we will see you guys next Monday, same time, same channel. Bye bye.